Welcome to Right to Life in Michigan's Life Beat. I'm your host today, Chris Gass. Joining us, as always, although not always, is Anna Visser and Grace Hemmicke. Ladies. Hello. Good morning. What shall we rant about today? There are an abundance of topics we could <laughs> rant about. A veritable cornucopia of rantery, uh, as it were. So uh, let's talk about a couple topics. Let's uh, talk about Stacey Abrams, if we have to. Uh, I guess we don't have to, but we're going to. Let's talk about uh, Proposal 3. We got some good advertisements that are ready and out there on the airwaves. Uh, but first of all, let's start with a trip that uh, you two took on Monday. So um, I'll just preface it by saying every year we hand out pregnancy center grants to pregnancy centers in Metro Detroit. The reason for that is we don't have an affiliate inside the city of Detroit like we do everywhere else in the state. Uh, our affiliates do help their local pregnancy centers in various ways, and most of the abortions in the state are happening in Metro Detroit and a, a very large proportion in Wayne County and the city itself. And so we're just making a commitment every year to help out those pregnancy centers because there need to be more of them. Uh, there's certainly a lot of pregnancy centers in the city and the metro area, but not enough. So uh, how was the trip? It was good. Grace and I got to go to Detroit on Monday where we were able to hand out eight different, seven or eight different grants to pregnancy centers. And it's nice for us to go and be able to do that because we, our main focus at Right to Life of Michigan is not outreach, at least within our office and Grand Rapids. So it's nice for us to be able to go to these centers, see the people that are being helped. And, um, you know, it's a nice reminder that what we're doing is important. And there's actually women and families out there that we're helping. So it was a nice little reminder. And obviously, all these pregnancy resource centers were very grateful so it was it was nice to see them and to put a face to their name. I think it was really helpful for me since it was my first time and now I kind of know who we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So it was a good trip. Um, this year we did it a little differently where we just gave them a grant for whatever they were in need of. Typically we give them grants for supplies or um, Google ads or building maintenance but this year we just gave it for whatever they needed oh that's nice of us mm -hmm. yeah in the past i mean the needs of these pregnancy centers is really various uh one of them needed uh it was in the basement of a building and they needed to redo the stairs because there was flooding issues and the sidewalk outside of it um another one was just setting up and um they were going to build a laundromat and they needed startup stuff to fill to finish building renovations so they could have a little laundromat as another just service to the women. Uh, some, one of them needed money a couple years ago for bus tickets because transportation in the city is such a big challenge for these pregnancy centers. So yeah, all these needs. And then, like Grace said, there, you know, there's so many of them. You know, we, Anna mentioned, you know, our affiliates are the ones doing the outreach. There's 70, 80 affiliates out there. We serve them. Uh, and that's 70, 80 leaders, and they all have boards and key volunteers. And then the pregnancy centers, there's more than 150 
places in the state and they all have directors and boards and volunteers and you, the pro movement is so big in Michigan you can't possibly know everybody and you interact with so many people that sometimes you're like meeting them for the first time you're like hey I've emailed you like 20 <laughs> times it's nice to feel like I know meet you in person. yeah yeah it was kind of cool because the last center we visited was Guadalupe workers and actually while we were there they were in the process of giving someone a car so oh, wow. yeah and I know that that center is what kind of car I don't know I didn't see it. I didn't no. see it sorry um, <laughs> I did my guy moment but you know these centers are cool and they're all different in their own way and um, they do a good job of not just giving out materials, which is really important, like diapers and formula, but they meet the needs of these women and families whatever way they they need. So if they need a house or they need a car or they need whatever, babysitter, um, childcare, anything, these centers try their hardest to make those things happen. So I just think it's cool to see how each one of them works and how they have their baby bucks or they have their their different classes where you earn points or just just free in general so it's kind of neat to see how they all are organized and I was really impressed to see um, all the different kinds of pregnancy resource centers and how none of them seem to have identical resources but they're Mm -hmm. all doing amazing work with what they've got I thought that was that was really great to see it was a good trip who could possibly not have their heart warmed by that and want to support that? <laughs> well, our friends at Mother and Unborn Baby Care in Southfield. Uh, Who we did visit on Monday. They discovered that people, uh, once again, don't like them. They were attacked uh, in the summer, uh, you know, in the, in the wake of all the Roe versus Wade brouhaha and they've been vandalized and attacked again so you were there (laughs) how did it look (laughs) um you know it was the typical if we aren't safe you aren't either spray painted oh so it's if abortion isn't what do they say yeah it's if abortion's not safe neither are you oh yeah yeah from james not safe yeah 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 um smashed door it looked like Mm -hmm. um they had done a pretty good job of trying to clean it up because they were still serving people Mm -hmm. on monday so despite the vandalism take that terrorists (laughs) i mean we laugh but they are it's a terror campaign when you tell people when you physically attack their building um and there's perhaps more we could say on that but uh, more on that later we'll We'll just uh leave that hanging but but yeah, it's a threat. Like, you aren't safe. What's that supposed to mean? How long is there it going to be till could there's be a, worse coming? Yeah, how long is it going to be until there's an actual person harmed? Right. And they're not attacking, you know, right to life offices, really. They're not attacking uh, political offices. They're, they're not attacking, like, the policy stuff. They're attacking the volunteers who help women and children. Right. The soft target, if you will. I think We're it's pretty hard they, target here in this office. I think but. it's because they realize they're the ones that are 
literally doing the complete opposite of what they're doing and invalidating their argument of why abortion is mm -hmm. needed. Yeah. Well, uh, has, has Joe Biden held a Nuremberg rally style uh, speech uh, with his fists up in the air about protecting our pregnancy center volunteers or condemning Absolutely that violence? Absolutely not. No? No. He hasn't? Did Congress pass that resolution condemning the... Oh, no, because because some of the leaders in Congress who support abortion probably support the violence, right? Unfortunately. Let's just be honest. It's not hard to say, don't do that. Right. You know, when something bad happens at a pro-abortion place, you know, vandalism at a Planned Parenthood, we say really easily, don't do that. Mm -hmm. But they can't do that. Right. All right. Makes sense. Well, uh, moving on, let's talk about Proposal 3 again, of course. <laughs> uh, so now it's not just us on the podcast and, you know, social media, but hopefully you all listening have seen one of our ads so far. And we have a new ad out this week featuring a OBGYN talking about uh, again, just all the problems with Proposal 3 that would basically get rid of every law addressing abortion and pregnancy, including health and safety regulations. And they did release a counter ad. Did you see that? I haven't seen it yet. I saw what it was about, but I didn't see it I didn't yet, watch so. it either because I didn't want to waste my time. But <laughs> it sounds like it's another OBGYN, the same as we had. Right. saying, oh, no, we still need abortion to be Oh, no, it was we need this to treat women. Yeah. It wasn't even talking For anything. emergency situations right. Right. specifically. Yep. So it was, in a sense, sort of lying about our current 1931 law that's mm -hmm. blocked in court seemingly forever. Which is interesting, and I, I get that they're trying to appeal to the general public, but I thought they were kind of moving away from oh, abortion's only for these circumstances and not all, or like, we want it all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't, they're confusing me. They can't, <laughs> well, they get they get out on a limb and they start to saw it off and then they realize, oh, crap, we can't do that. So they retreat back to the their main, you know, the trunk of their main argument and they do that a lot. I just think it's interesting, like, they're leaning really hard in with doctors and mm -hmm. there's some doctor... The, the, Whitmer organized some group of doctors to s sign some sort of amicus brief in her case in the Supreme Court against our law. But Proposal 3, <laughs> again, as we mentioned this podcast many times, does not mention doctors or physicians. It does mention healthcare professionals, quote unquote, right. which includes which it's like okay vets massage therapists uh trainers they keep having these op-eds and ads from a doctor's perspective because people trust them and they're credible sources and they have some sort of stake in this argument but they could also have it from massage therapists mm -hmm. or athletic trainers or uh, social right. workers and it would be the same right Hi, I'm your, I'm your, <laughs> I am your, your student's social worker at high school. And I think kids should be able to go to the abortion facility without you ever knowing. And I'll take them there. Oh, wait. Uh, they're kind of, that's, that's so funny. Like they lean really hard in that this, this will totally get rid of parental consent. 
you know, in the spring. And then they actually did some polls on it for the first time. We're like, oh, crap. And now they're out running around claiming it's not going to affect parental consent at all. They should have all. been polling before they, whatever, that's beside the point. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, and, but beyond that, the proposal, it's not just not mentioning doctors. It specifically says that anyone assisting a pregnant individual with reproductive rights, i.e. getting an abortion, can't be penalized, prosecuted, or uh, subject to an adverse action. So, you know, your high school social worker could perform a late-term abortion in the school clinic, and how are you going to prosecute them? They're just assisting. She was just helping. They're just assisting right. the pregnant individual, right? Right. That's what the Constitution says. You know, people. It's funny. I had an argument on a, another group that's part of our coalition that did a video explaining what Proposal Three did, and I had another argument with uh, someone about the whole parental consent issue and they weren't taking the tack of like lying, like it's not gonna affect parental consent. They were accepting it, but they had an interesting argument. They said, well, this is only like 2% of abortions, so it doesn't matter. Think about this, from, from the side that only talks about the rarest of rare cases of abortion, less than 1%. And that's the only time mm -hmm. they ever talk about abortions mm -hmm. in that context is now trying to say that, oh, well, now we can't talk about parental consent because it's only 2% of abortions in the state. That's what the numbers are now when with our parental consent law in place. Before, right. there were thousands of uh, secret, usually secret teen abortions in the state, so it would be a lot more than 2%. Um, what say you gals, you know? Should we? Is it okay to eliminate parental rights in the Michigan Constitution because it's only a couple hundred or a couple thousand kids? It's only two thousand kids a year and their parents. What's that? No That's not a deal. big deal. No, we need that so we can have the other thirty thousand abortions. You know, plus another ten or twenty thousand more. Because I mean, if it didn't, if it didn't matter so much, and it's only two percent, why add it in there? I don't know. They're not okay because they aren't granting any sort of fetal personhood right an abortion in their eyes isn't any different than getting your appendix out say right okay so then from their perspective it doesn't really matter if kids have abortions without their parents knowing because right. that's basically the same thing as an appendicitis like that's a life-threatening situation that needs to be treated soon it makes sense if you think about it from the other There's perspective. There's logical sense. In fact, I asked them after they started really challenging me personally, like uh, I came back to them, okay, well, what are you going to tell the parent who discovers, if they discover their kid had an abortion without them knowing? And they just responded back basically, oh, too bad. Too bad you're, you can't force your kid to have your grandkid. Like it's a pretty callous response, but... You're exactly right, Grace. Mm -hmm. That's where they're at. Like, they do think, and that's why Proposal 3 says what you it says. You think it's from the perspective that it's an emergency and the parents don't need to know in the emergency? Because you can't even get a tattoo or your ears pierced without <laughs> your parents knowing. Well, some kids might think that's a fashion emergency and <laughs> oppose parental consent for that. I mean, when you get your appendix out, I'm pretty sure your parents probably know about it. Right. 
Well, yeah, that's our argument. Is that's exactly that's our response. Is why this topic? Your kids in the why only room. this topic is the one where kids can do whatever they want. Right. Why in every other topic, you know, getting an ear piercing, are you? Would you be incensed if we got rid of parental consent? It's because they need abortions. Everyone got to abort for any reason they want. We can't ask questions, can't regulate it, can't address it. You know, any slight little deviation from their view is uh, acknowledging in some way the danger or negativity of abortion or the value of unborn children. So they can't give an inch. They won't ever give an inch. Neither will we. As much as I hate to say it, I feel like there's enough people in the country that support abortion because they know it's an they think it's a necessary evil so even if you did say oh yeah abortion's not always right it's not always what's best kids shouldn't be getting abortions yada 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 you'd still have enough support from people being like yeah you're right and then you can continue on with your abortions Hmm. i don't know Hmm. Well, check out our ads. You can see them on our YouTube page. You can get there from the Coalition website, which is supportmiwomenandchildren.org. Or if you look up Citizens to Support Michigan Women and Children on YouTube, it will pop right up. Or you can go directly, yeah. There's not a lot of Citizens to Support Michigan Women and Children out there other than us. So Yes. Uh, can we real quick? Isn't it interesting how in every media report they don't want to say the name of our organization? They just the say the opponents. The opponents. I think majority of them will say our names, but there are a couple of them that will just say opposers or opponents. That's not personal. It's just good political sense. <laughs> but most of them, if they're quoting, if they're quoting us, they will say our name. If they're not, they'll just say the opponents of this amendment. The nameless, faceless group. Yes, pretty much. Well, someone who's not nameless and faceless nearly enough is (laughs) Georgia Georgia gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams, winner of the 2018 election in Georgia for governor, just unacknowledged by the actual vote total. Um, So she's running for governor again. God help us all. And she's not doing well in the polls this time. Um, but of course, we'll see what happens. Polls are not the final result. However, she was doing an interview and had some interesting thoughts about the conspiracy of ultrasound machines and the non-existence of fetal heartbeats. So I'll try to I'll try to characterize her thoughts fairly, how they came out. Mm-hmm. And, and then we can ana- analyze. So she said that ultrasounds were a a plot by mostly men to justify their misogynistic views, and that these ultrasounds are not. You're not actually. She's. I think she hearing, said manufactured noise. R- r- right. So you're not actually hearing the sound of the of the of the baby's heartbeat, which isn't beating, apparently. She said uh, the ultrasound picks up the electrical waves of the of the heart. So that so so that 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 was what she said. 
Now let's I, analyze. I, okay, so I took it more as she was saying, and I think maybe you had a different perspective of this, and but most of Twitter and the news took it my way of... <laughs> Your way? Oh. She, well, how I took it was that these were manufactured sounds that have been implemented into hospitals from the top, from men. Right. And they've trickled the down conspiracy. into our society, into our systems, our hospital systems. Mm-hmm. And they're manufactured noises that are fake. They're not from the heart or from any part of the body, from the machine. They're, they're fake. <laughs> and it's to make women feel like men have some sort of control over if they have an abortion or not. So my more, actually more charitable... Yours Take is more on charitable. It. Actually, yes. believe it or not. Hers is more conspiracy theorists crazy. Right. Well, the conspiracy theory one. But I, I think what she was saying is not that the sounds are like like a tape recording. That's exactly what she was well, saying. Well, no, no, no. I, what, she, what, they were, what, they're, what she was trying to say but not expressing the point very well because she's a horrible candidate did is. Did you watch it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw it. What did you think? Well, well, well let me li- let me give my take. Okay. <laughs> and then Grace, you decide who's right. <laughs> so my take, what they kind of try to say is that, well, actually, the heart is not making any noise. The machine is interpreting what is going on and amplifying it, and therefore, it's emotionally impacting people. But it's not really what's happening. So, so, so there. It's not like it's a tape recording of just a. They play because it's conspiracy, but it was a cons. It's a conspiracy, of amplifying, like forcing women to listen to the amplified noise. So basically, she's arguing like if you're listening to the radio and your favorite band, you're not actually hearing your band. You're hearing the sound waves from the radio. So. Well. That might have been what she meant, but that's not how <laughs> most of Twitter and the news took it. They took it as she thinks they're <laughs> having a tape recording <laughs> play. All right, Grace, who's right? Your your boss or the person <laughs> who sits next to you and could annoy you every hour of the day? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean could annoy me every hour of the day? <laughs> uh, <laughs> she means does. <laughs> Uh, no, I think Chris is right. I think that's how she meant it. And I didn't see a lot of reaction to it. So that's you could also. <laughs> so let's. I think she meant it in like the radio waves. You're hearing the sound between. I think that's what she meant. I'm. Hold on. <laughs> well, uh, Grace is so upset, Anna, that she's left the studio. So uh, we're in real. What are you doing with that phone? You can't do that. This is a podcast. I you can't can do it. You can't mix multimedia. Um, can I have to rename Besides the that, <laughs> I did think it was interesting. She had sort of like a panel that was sitting with her, maybe like, I don't know, six or seven, eight people sitting next to her. They're all shaking their heads in agreement with her. And I was just like, we know that, you know, Stacey's crazy, right? Right. Then you notice everyone around her is a little crazy <laughs> for believing well, her. Well, Anna, you weren't really watching the panel. You were watching the pixels on your screen. Right, the interpretation the of the camera and the 
Well, the well while rays. Anna looks that up really quick, just to clarify a few factual points, um, let's do our little fact checker thing, you know, since Glenn Kessler from the Washington Post will not get it right. Um, Stacey Abrams said the ultrasound uh, in, picks up electrical signals, but um, that's not what an ultrasound does. The ultrasound uses sound waves. And these sound waves bounce off of the anatomical structures of the baby or any anything else in the body. Okay. And then the sound waves come back and you hear the sound waves can be interpreted visual, uh, visually or in the case of a heartbeat, audibly, which is, again, very important for those er that early ultrasound is an audio one to detect the heartbeat. Very important. So again, Stacey Abrams, uh, an ultrasound works with sound waves, doesn't pick up electricity because it's not an ultra electricity, it's an ultra sound. Okay, sorry, go ahead. I get, I, okay, I feel like it could go either way and I guess it doesn't <laughs> oh, really yes. matter. Yes. <laughs> no, well, people are, people, I guess the reason that people are assuming that is because she used the word manufactured. Well, I, well I, will, I, I, I was just interpreting what she said. She used manufactured. What, what she meant, but obviously what you say matters. And I certainly, with, with your interpretation, that people thinking that she could say that is certainly possible. I mean, if you think that... Well, I saw people comment like, right. what does she think? There's a tape recording behind the machine well, that they press play? Right. Well, <laughs> well, I don't blame him because obviously someone who doesn't realize that babies have hearts that start beating about 20 days after conception and that... Ultra, thinks ultrasounds are picking up electrical activity. I think um, the more concerning thing about it is that she thinks men specifically created ultrasounds to control women. Because we've heard... Well, we, well, well, we did, Anna. You just I've done such a great job <laughs> propagandizing you that you don't even understand. The whole the level waves of, here, of the heart or whatever, <laughs> that's not really a new argument that they've come up with. But to say, you know, we've heard that one. Right. That it's not actually a heartbeat. It's really some. Right. It's a, yeah. a, a rhythmic electrical pulsing <laughs> yes. or something. Fetal pole cardiac activity. Yes. But to, that's not new. It's not surprising. But it's surprising to hear that ultrasounds were made by men specifically to control women. That's a new one. I haven't heard that one yet. I haven't either. That's, that is a new one. Like. <laughs> I know they like say ultrasounds are manipulative. I, I I get the new like the trying to say like well you're really you're really listening. What you're really listening to is not the actual sound of the heart contracting. It is the it is the machine interpreting the sound of uh, the waves. So it's not really what you're listening to. You can't put your ear up to the womb and hear the heart beating. So that's what they're saying. But yeah, that's a new one. Okay. New, whoa, almost knocked over the microphone. New theory here. Let's see if we can kill Anna. So Sonar is sexist. So the sonar. <laughs> That's what this boils sonar down to. Sonar is sexist. I'm going to use that one. So Anna, the lizard people from, lizard. from, from the from the moon of uh, Europa, you know, okay. circling. Europa is yeah. a moon. 
Yeah. Europa is a moon. Yeah, right. From the moon, yeah, the lizard okay. people from Europa have come down to planet Earth. Their, <laughs> their plot to manufacture more human babies to eat their brains later. Uh, they have to do that. They invented the ultrasound. Right. Um, to detect the electrical signals emanating from the, the non-existent heart of the baby. And mm-hmm. this machine interprets the electrical signals. Thus, the woman has the baby instead of killing it so the lizard people from Europa can eat their brains later. Yeah. That makes sense. To Stacey Abrams, yeah. Also. Hey, still more, that's still more factual than her 2018 election victory for the governor of Georgia. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure our whole office is outside of my office and heard your uh your accent that you just did well they better listen to the, they'll get the preview of the podcast there you go a couple hours early this is true oh these people all right um well i think anything else we want to talk about before we leave you all for I, hopefully a nice weekend i think that's where you're not all thinking about stacy abrams that's all i can take yeah all right Well, that's it. Join us again next week. Hope you have a wonderful fall weekend in the state of Michigan.